There we go. Second episode of season two. And uh, today we have Jeff Rechtman. Yes. Of Kakao Soul. And uh, Jeff is a, uh, a new awesome character here in Miami from San Francisco. And a lot of people in Miami can relate to him uh, because he's kind of like a COVID transplant. Which is nothing, not a, not a uh, insult at all. No, it's actually you were just one of the smart people, and we're wondering why there's not more, but there's plenty. Um, so we met actually at the uh, there was like a vegan fest um, in Virginia Key, and I went over there with some friends, and uh, it was cool. I was like, you know, I was a little underwhelmed by. I wish there was more vegetables. Like I really love vegetables, mm. like roasted vegetables. <laughs> it was a lot of, I guess, you know, on display was all like the, the, the fake soy products and things. But um, there was some cool stuff that I tried. But most importantly, there was some really cool games that they had for the kids. So, you know, I got to go on the bounce house and stuff. But right next to all that was Jeff and his crew. And so we like kind of got sucked into a cacao ceremony, which was like my first official one. And I think this one was a little different than usual. You were very, uh, it was like pretty much a dance party and it was a little longer maybe, or it was it was a really cool experience, a spiritual experience. Um, and you had us meditate together and we drank the cacao. And so uh, actually I didn't even meet you then, really like I didn't get your number. Um, I found you at South Point um, last Sunday. One of those amazing sunsets we had where the whole sky was red and Everyone was sharing on Instagram everything, but it was a special special sunset there and a special week. You know, there's some cool cosmic stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I met you there uh, South Point and was like, yeah, let's do the pod. Mm-hmm. Here you are, man. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. You're a yeah. you're a good soul. I, I feel good energies from you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that that means a lot. For saying that. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, at South Point helping people with some handstands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Usually we basically treat the podcast like a little biography book, you know, and uh, we kind of learn a little bit about your life story, you know, your basically, uh, you know, your journey and and what lessons you've learned and habits and stuff towards the end. So, Jeff, where were you born? Yeah, uh, before we jump into that, I wanted to comment on it's so interesting to hear your perspective of the cacao ceremony and that experience, and I'm sure we'll get into that later on, but... That's kind of the first time I heard from a stranger of what that was like, and so I definitely. No one gives more. you feedback on your. I get feedback from the team and the people that have done it before, and we're doing it very differently. So, um, just to hear like a random stranger comment on it without any context from me or asking for it is is fascinating. So. Okay. Yeah, with that, uh, I was born here in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. You're not a transplant. You're like an yeah. OG, actually. I, I left and came back. I, I was born, uh, well, I was born in Miami, grew up in Fort Lauderdale area, in Davie specifically, uh, then went to Gainesville, was there for 10 years in undergrad, law school, and then working at a startup. After that, the startup failed, crashed and burned. That's when I went out to San Francisco for my first like real person job at Google. Um, what did you study in school? I studied business, entrepreneurship, and yeah. real estate in undergrad, and then law school. So then I went out to San Francisco, did that life for about four years. Towards the end, I took off and figured out a way to work remotely for Google and travel. So I traveled for about nine months, 
And then I came back, didn't want to be in the Bay Area anymore, so decided to pack the bags and move over to New York. And I was in New York for a year and a half when COVID hit. And so I was there. I stuck it out for about six to eight months. And last November, moved down to Miami. So, and it was supposed to be just temporarily. It still is somewhat. Um, I came down for the winter and, you know, our, our return to office kept getting pushed back. Um, technically, they still think I'm going back to New York at some point, but I came down here and I think I found where I want to be. So I'm here, I like it, and I don't think I'm going back to New York. Okay, so you've been here a whole year, right? I've been here, uh, yeah, just okay. about, almost exactly a year. Okay, and so you're, I don't know, obviously it's like kind of a weird question, but you're like at least, like you're like you're committed to here, or you're like still on short-term housing? Yeah, what? it's funny, when I, I did sign a year lease in December of last year, with a, and I negotiated the ability to cancel it after like eight months, because I told them I was gonna have to go back. And now it's like, I wanna extend the lease longer. I don't know if they'll let me. So um, yeah, I do have a lease. I'm like pretty committed here. My mom lives in Fort Lauderdale still. So um, I'm hopefully not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, you can find uh, another remote job that lets you stay here if you care enough. You know? I think so. So where, what is your path as as like a yogi? Because uh, I did respect that, you know, you, you your energy, your aura, you know, it's pretty enlightened for some reason. So where, how, where did that come from? Hmm. Um, pretty recent. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the most spiritual person out there, uh, especially in the communities that I'm in, but I've done my fair share of psychedelics that has kind of led me down wondering and on this path. And so um, I like have a light yoga practice and um, you know, I have a meditation practice and otherwise I just kind of believe mostly what I see and feel. And so, um, yeah, and cacao has kind of been more of a palpable experience for me, which is where that comes from. And I know there's like the spiritual side and like the more physical side, we can call it, but um, yeah. Okay, so from just, you know, what I could find about you on Instagram, whatever, seems like there's two main things with you. There's handstanding and then there's cacao. Mm -hmm. So when did the handstanding start? Yeah, that started when I moved to New York. I found a, a studio with a gym. I was interested a little before New York when I was traveling and started doing body weight workouts and did, took my first handstand class in Bali, actually. And then right after that, I moved to New York, found a studio that had handstand classes and acro classes and so forth. And that's when I started uh, really diving into it and really learning about it. And now it's sort of evolving into what I like to call just movement in general just like moving your body and feeling your body and being able to control your body how you want to and so i'm really in tune with like gaining mobility and flexibility and the skills with handstands and just different acro stuff and calisthenics and okay all so you when, when was your first handstand ever probably five years ago in san francisco just like throwing myself up, not knowing anything about it, trying to walk around and balance as much as possible. So five years ago. Okay. And then I started training probably two-ish years ago in 2019 when I moved to New York. Okay. So personally, I did uh, my yoga training in San Francisco and that's where, actually I, I learned to do he uh, hands, a headstand before. That was pretty easy. I just like Googled it and then did it and I would like do it like before lunch. Um, mm -hmm. But 
I still actually haven't really done a. I can do like a, a forearm stand, but I can't even. I, I haven't done a, a shoulder. Uh, is it? I mean, I guess I'm wondering what's so amazing about it that like I should go for it because I think to me this is almost like. All right, so I did the marathon recently, mm-hmm. and I, not that I regret it, but like I didn't love it. Like it was like a kind of like a force, mm-hmm. and it kind of like threw me off balance a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like an accomplishment that I'm like, oh, that's cool. I guess I did that, and I can relate. Uh, is handstanding similar? Like, how much benefits do you get from it? Is it like a, does it make you feel like, like certain strength that you are able to do that, or like what's the feeling like? Yeah. Wow. I have. Uh, after the show, you can check out a video that I post on yeah. like that exact question because I get that question a good amount. Like, why? Why are you doing all these handstands? Um, the long story short is, um, it's less about the handstand and more about the kind of journey that, at least for me, it's brought me on. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of time training handstands, and at the end of the day, you just do a handstand, and it's like, who cares? Um, but just the discipline involved in the training and then like the community that you get from being around people who care about this stuff and then like the health benefits you feel and you feel strong and and you have these like moments of gains we'll call them where you like accomplish new goals and you hold a handstand and then you you know next time you feel yourself balanced and you can control yourself a little bit better and there's all these wins that you get and it's and you realize it's not like there's no like do a handstand it's just a never-ending journey of like just improving yourself and um, kind of you go from you know handstands to press to handstand push-up to one-arm handstand you could go forever and it's just all the effort involved with that is like the fun and the beauty and it just changed my life so much when I started when this became like what I care about my, my life changed from you know spending my Friday nights going out to the bars and drinking and socializing in that way which is great I had a lot of fun and still do that occasionally but I just became so into like improving myself and my body and working on this goal of a handstand that it like changed who I hang around and I Mm. build community around it Mm. and so that's like the benefit for me for sure and I think well the beautiful thing about a handstand is like you do it and you're like around other people doing it and Whereas like a, for me, like a marathon is kind of like a really solitary endeavor where you mm-hmm. end up having a lot of time by yourself training. And yeah. so I, I think what you're doing is a little better, but it's kind of similar in my, it seems similar to me. It's like this catalyst. It's like this, uh, this challenge that transforms you. Right. And, um, so how far can you walk on your hands? Have you like, do you walk around? Like, <laughs> yeah, actually I, I could, I don't know. I haven't like check that I don't even train walking much like for me now the goal is more of like holding a completely still handstand that's like finding the balance and silence in being upside down and so I guess like I time it sometimes my record is like a minute in 20 seconds okay. or so, like something like that um so yeah okay. and so when I saw you do it on, on Instagram or whatever on your videos it seems like it's really a core challenge as well right your core has to be really good for it to get up yeah. there yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of um, shoulder strength and having the mobility to like find a stack and like line up basically all the bones. So you're kind of... You want to do one right now for us? Ooh, <laughs> uh, I'm not really going to I, I could if it was totally necessary. But... I mean, that would be pretty cool, dude. Like, yeah. all right, let's go. <laughs> Are you going to do one after? Oh, God. I can do a headstand if you really want me to. Yeah, if, yeah. if that's a challenge. All right. Man, I'm not warmed up. Let me see what I can do. 
tuck, and we can do a straddle, straight. Uh, under the pressure, Shoulders, dude. Foot shapes, there you go, dude. I really put you on the spot, dude. My God. <laughs> See, that's all the training. So when you go to do a podcast and someone puts you on the spot, you could like just knock it out. Well, look, I mean, we're all about uh, making this season a little more entertaining, you know? I mean, uh, I love it, dude. So, all right. So now you got a little blood flow to your head. Maybe... It's time for some like power questions or something. Like we'll yeah, see what unit life force you got in you right now. Okay. Um, but uh, all right. So the handstanding, it seems like we've uh, we believe it now for sure. You know, you're no you know faker. You're 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 for real. So okay. cacao now. Let's go after the cacao. Uh, I got some of yours right here. You brought it over. Um, so uh, the cacao. I what I remember from the ceremony is. We all really wanted to just drink it, but you were like, you were like, no, you guys got to like hold out, um, can't drink it yet. You know, like it's like holding out on it, which is like most things in life, you know, you got to hold out on and appreciate and then go in on it. But um, yeah, so like how much do you need to feel a boost? How, how much cacao do you ingest? Actually, those are like follow-up questions. More importantly, what was the first like exposure for you and, and where did that happen? Yeah. Um, so cacao for me started, um, I, I guess my first real experience was when I went to Nicaragua for circus camp after, so I left New York, moved to Miami after like a pretty bad experience in New York, which you don't, don't need to get into, but left there, was feeling a little lost, didn't really know what I wanted, what I wanted to do. I was in Miami temporarily and I found this, uh, momentum collective, community experience training circus in Nicaragua and it happened to be on the cacao farm so I went to that and that's where we like really dove into what cacao is which are you familiar with no no this is good let's like enlighten okay. us like like, like br break down the Wikipedia into like a like a two-minute spiel yeah so the the brief is cacao is a fruit grows on trees and it's the fruit that makes chocolate yeah. right and chocolate is, is is cacao but mixed with like sugar and milk and all these mm -hmm. chemicals and so forth that um make it not as healthy but if you ever heard of dark chocolate being like good for you yeah um that's because it's cacao yeah cacao is known as like a top superfood it's got like 40 times the antioxidants of blueberries and i gave the spiel at the thing but it's full of iron magnesium um just it's got calcium more calcium than milk and so forth so um it's really good for you it's a very nutritious fruit um and when used properly like what we're doing is bringing the pure form of cacao as it is to like share that more than like what we now see as like a Hershey's bar for example mm -hmm. is 10% cacao and the rest is all like nonsense right, right. well so. you're talking to someone who loves dark chocolate right like I, yes. I'm a, usually around like a 78 maybe sometimes 85 mm -hmm. percentile like really yeah. good stuff really lo low in sugar I actually pretty much end almost every meal with chocolate nice so i get it it like yeah, kills yeah. It, it like satisfies my palate strengthens me allows me to like not eat for another couple hours nice so how early do you start eating chocolate or like do you did have you inherited crazy chocolate habits yeah i eat way too much chocolate we eat it all the time we eat these balls which feel free to all right, I'm gonna dive in it. this is a i think this is like a it's a ceremonial cacao it's our good cacao okay. mixed with um, I believe it's dates and matcha. Uh, yeah, she put a little matcha on there and maybe some. There's a macadamia nut, so be careful. Mm. And yeah, it's all like raw vegan 
and like no processed sugars in there. So, um, I eat a lot of cacao. Cacao is for sure my dessert of choice. Um, and I'll do dark chocolate sometimes and mix it up. I had a cacao this morning. I, I use it sometimes as a coffee substitute. I'll just like make a ceremonial, you could call it ceremonial cacao. There's a lot of confusion of what that term means, but um, just taking the pure cacao, mix it in hot water, and then you add whatever spices you want. You could add cayenne, uh, turmeric, ginger, add a little maple syrup to make it less bitter. And you have this and uh, it activates you. That's that's what it does for me. It's like an activator. So it's it's got like one eighth the amount of caffeine as coffee. Okay. Um, and these other components that like make you feel a little bit more awake. Yeah. So, you know, cacao by itself, are there calories to it? Is there fat content, right? Or yeah there it, is right yeah it's it's cacao it's like there's the cacao um what you see in stores is cacao powder that's without the cacao butter so it's cacao and cacao butter forms like the cacao right you strip the butter out through heating it and processing it that's how you get cacao powder that you buy in the store um which is great but it doesn't have a lot of the nutrients that mm-hmm. come with the cacao butter the fats okay so, so the true experience is having the butter in there because sure. um, obviously, you know, I, I do a little intermittent fasting. Obviously, just like don't eat till yes. lunch, like maybe like 1 Same. Um, so this would break my fast if I put it in my coffee or whatever. But I could, do people ever put cacao powder without the butter into the coffee? Like as a... For sure, yeah. You can yeah. like spike the coffee with it, um, add it as a little boost. I, I haven't really done much of that, but I've been playing, I'll make like, we call it coffee when I also feel like a coffee, because I love coffee, throw a little cacao in there as well, and uh, it's a nice little boost of both. All right. Okay, so there's something hard in this one. All right. It's a macadamia nut. Yeah, but it's something else. <laughs> That'll oh. be all right. Um, Maybe it's this sprinkle of this one in cacao. Anyway, um, so you were out in Nicaragua. How mm-hmm. long were you in there, over there? Six weeks. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. And when did you decide to start a company uh, around cacao? Yeah, so went to Nicaragua, had that experience, sat with cacao a lot. There was a little cacao bar where we were, and just it kind of became like the daily thing for us. And we would, every Friday morning, we ha- had like 7 a.m. ecstatic dance on this like beautiful deck on the lake, and we would start it with cacao. And so that's kind of what happened. Came back to Miami, and it seemed to fit in with the community here. I have a friend, Galfrey, who was like super into cacao. He sat with it for like six months and had a transformative experience. And so we just started to want to have it for ourselves and then also share it with our friends because it was just so powerful for us. So that's, and then my girlfriend, Megan, came to Miami from Nicaragua, who I met there. Oh yeah. Who, yeah, she came to visit uh, a few weeks after I left there and just like as friends and now she kind of moved here from Canada so that's a whole other thing but um, she came and we just we were having cacao a lot and we don't we realized we don't really love to like drink because it just make doesn't make us feel good mm-hmm. but when we were in Nicaragua there was like no pressure to drink and there was no desire it wasn't like oh we're like about to go dance I need alcohol to feel good dancing it was like oh we're having a dance party we all feel good and connected and we could dance and not feel like anxiety mm-hmm. and we and cacao is you know part of that so she brought it here we like randomly decided to go try to sell it at the farmer's market the Kunako farmer's yeah. market and it was just like a lot of fun and a big success we like 
had a bunch of our friends come try it. We shared it with a lot of people and just had a really good time. And we're like, let's, it, it's kind of our mission to just like spread it a little more. We like see the benefits, how it's benefited us. And we just want to share that with our community here. Okay. So, so I suppose like, uh, for you, it's like, uh, do you, do you actually have a, a big friend group now that like you throw your own parties a lot of times around cacao or is it like, I don't know, how, how much do you see bars someday offering cacao? Like, is that really realistic or? No, it's, it's <laughs> not. It, that's like our vision. Like, ugh, I guess I have so much here, but yeah. Um, so we're doing an event on Sunday called Soul Sun. And part of what my pitch, like we did it last time. And what I tell them when we're figuring out where we're going to be located is like, we want cacao to be like, not just like, sit with it and have a ceremony and like go inward which is a beautiful way to use cacao but we want it to be like hey instead of getting my third tequila shot like let's have a cacao and like also go party and just kind of change how it's seen in the community so it's not it it's not a bars yet we're, we're talking to kava bars about getting it in yeah kava i was about bars. to mention kava mm-hmm. and um i i have a dream of like having my own little cafe that's like a movement studio that offers cacao and you know other healthy foods and then is also around like movement based so TBD on okay. that. Okay so what's your opinion on uh, kava compared to cacao? I haven't had a lot of kava I don't know much no. about it. Um, they have one at South Point right near you. Yeah I've been there and I've tried kava I haven't really noticed much of the effects so I can't speak Probably to didn't it. have enough of it yeah. Yeah. It'll give you a hangover though that's one of those things that's yeah. why anything that gives me like a really bad hangover uh, I tend to avoid but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm already a big believer in chocolate. Your thing nice. you gave me was delicious. Nice. Um, yeah, where do you see yourself in five years with this company? Like, you having a store? Uh, are there is there a lot of competition in the marketplace? I'm assuming like for cacao. So. Yeah. Um, our our five year goal is that Howard Schultz comes and talks to us and tries to, you know, buy us out, and we say sorry. But Starbucks is not really our thing. But we start buying all the Starbucks stores. <laughs> but for now, we're just there's there is some competition. There's some um, ceremonial cacao purveyors around. It's expensive, and there's not a lot. And I think a lot of the kind of branding or marketing around it is more for the like. Uh, it's a very niche market of people who are like using it as like the traditional way of plant medicine and sit with yourself. So our vision, what's different for us is we see this as like a wonderful plant medicine you can use and it's healing and heart opening, but it's also like really fun. Like have cacao and have a little dance party. And this is maybe what, what you experienced a little yeah. bit of. No, you're, you were uh, quite the leader of the dance moves, man. I got, Thank you. I even like, you. you know, wrote a few of the moves down. I was like, I gotta nice. try that. Cause sometimes I teach yoga and like, there was some stuff you did that was like funky and huh. uh, I, I respect man. And Interesting. Uh, it was a, it, you got a bunch of strangers dancing together that I, I didn't think that was going to happen, but we were, we were getting pretty loose out there. Yeah, um, nice. so in terms of like, events um you know where do you see yourself throwing more and more events uh i know you said you're throwing something sunday like how many people are you thinking to come to that yeah so right sunday is a pretty big event in soul sun there's probably a couple hundred people that pass through um saturday we go to the farmer's market we're also just started doing uh, a thing called movement wednesdays movement is an organization that does like free dance classes because they believe the power of dance like mm-hmm. helps heal people and they're starting to do an every Wednesday ecstatic dance, and we're providing cacao at that event on Wednesday. 
but yeah, we just want to get involved with all the like, we, we say high vibrational events in Miami and share cacao in a way that like can, instead of having alcohol, you can have cacao yeah. and it allows you to connect with yourself and with the people and just really dive into the event. So, so we have a couple elements of our, of our business. One is like the live events and we just love connecting with the community and, and being with people and sharing cacao that way. Two, we want to like build a online business of like a way to sustain the company by like sharing cacao more more broadly. So we do that through an online business, and we're building out our website and you're gonna have an Amazon way you can purchase our cacao that we like get from the farms we lived at in Nicaragua. Right. So it's like really good stuff. Um, and then the third for me down the road, if we if if cacao can take on as we like hope it does where it becomes you know a equivalent or looked at next to like coffee or alcohol or whatever it may be um i want to have a cafe i want to yeah. have like a cool yeah. space where you can go have a cacao i call it like the second coffee of the day like have your coffee in the morning but in, in when you need to pick me up at 2 p.m instead of having another coffee that might like give you the jitters and keep you up late go have a cacao like get a little creative it wakes you up it gives you a boost and like sit in a nice space where there's gonna be plants and then you go from there to like our little yoga or movement or handstand mm -hmm. class and so forth so that's like the ultimate goal for me right so after coffee in the afternoon i do a like vanilla chai with like a banana nice. an apple i guess i could fit it in but like are you besides the balls you guys got like actual like the drink like like little like shots or whatever like like yeah what's the plan for that yeah so that's a tricky one. We we make the drink. It's like fresh, um, and we bring it to the events and serve it. It doesn't have a super long shelf life. It has like three days. Oh really? In the fridge, yeah, because we don't add preservatives or anything. So okay. when we look into like putting it on at the on the shelf at Whole Foods, for example, we'd have to add preservatives to make that happen. Why does it go bad so fast? I don't get that part. Because um, it's fresh fruit, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So you actually you're actually getting the cacao fruit like delivered from Nicaragua here we get we don't get it in the fruit form we get it in the form of um, like paste is what they call it it's like a brick like a kilo brick okay. of cacao that they take there's the fruit and in there are the little beans and they ferment those beans and then they grind it in a melanger into the paste okay. and that's what we get the form paste so you get paste delivered okay. but it's still like a you know it's got a shelf life to it so um, we find that the, we haven't run like the scientific tests on it, but we've done the research and yeah, it's it's good for like three days or so. Okay, so I remember actually my first time having real cacao fruit was uh, in Colombia near the mountains of Santa Marta. Just went up there. There was like this like, uh, what do they call the coffee farms up there? Um, forget finca. it. Finca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think, finca. Yeah, it's like V-I-N-C-H, I think. A? Yeah. Um, Actually, I was looking for the best coffee up in the mountains there. I kind of forget what it's called, that area. But um, And then this like guy from like Sweden or something like, like tagged me as a complete tourist. And he was like, yo, you should come with me. And he had like a he had like a 4x4. Four four and I was like, all right, I'm coming with you. And he brought me all the way up to the top of the mountain to his like farm uh, through like the nice. most terrible roads ever. And I was like taking a video of him the whole time. And then he showed me around his farm. And then we... We hiked all the way to the top of the mountain and then had like fresh cacao on the top of the mountain. Nice. He had cacao and coffee? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like 
I actually had never had chocolate as that fruit. Now, I think a lot of people haven't either. I mean, how long does the fruit last uh, conserve? Yeah, um, you're right. It's like a lot of people don't know what it looks like. Yeah, they're or, like surprised. Like, what co- chocolate comes from that? Like, yeah, and even when we say cacao, people don't know what cacao is or how. They're like, is that chocolate? And we get really interesting questions, which I didn't know a year ago before I had it. So it's totally fair. Um, the fruit, so it's like, it looks like a little pod, like a little football. You break that open, you could like smash it on the ground, and in there are these little uh, beans yeah. that are kind of, they kind of look like lychees. They have like a little white. Yeah, it it's like, looks like, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's very milky, you know? Yeah. More than you'd expect, because you're like, what? Like, they didn't add milk yet. Like, why is it all milky? But like, yeah. it is. Like, it is, yep. Yeah. And you could eat those, and it's, it's good depending on what you get. Um, it's a little bitter, yeah. though, if you eat it in the pure form. And those, I mean, you could buy cacao pods around here, and they last for, I don't know, a couple couple weeks. Once you open it, it'll probably expire quicker. But yeah. um, I don't know, like, so there's not a big market for people eating those, like, fruits, like, right off the tree. Like, no. Because <laughs> they're not that tasty. And they're probably yeah. not sure how they digest. I kind of forget what happened. We had yeah. we ended up having some, like, uh, some, like, adobo right after or something. So I can't... Can't say how I digested it, but yeah. um, well, that's really cool. It's uh, definitely it's great to support, obviously, the farms in these developing mm-hmm. countries, right? Um, so, do you guys like obviously have you have direct relationships with the the farmers? Like, you do you hand do you like pick from a variety of, of farms, or do you have one main one that you work with? Yeah, so there's there's a variety, and you're right. Like the cacao industry is like actually a really messed up industry and there's a lot of corporate greed and issues happening like if you get cacao from africa there's a lot of like slavery in their cacao farming over there um so it's important when you're getting when you're sourcing cacao wherever you get it from uh like if you can know where it comes from generally central and south america have like more ethical cacao and so we focus on farms that have like sustainable practices that are ethical in that like the farmers are paid a fair wage for what they're doing and um yeah just treat the cacao fairly there's like different strands of cacao trees to focus on and the original they're they're native to central and south america but if you go to the cacao farms in africa that's where they like genetically modified them to produce more fruit Mm -hmm. but they have like worse flavors and less nutrients so that's what you get in like the hershey's bar at mass scale so those are just some facts to be aware of. There's a lot more there for another podcast, but um, yeah, the farms we get to is is through a, a close friend who we stayed with in Nicaragua, who like has his whole business set up there and like works with all the little micro farms around and gets the cacao where they like they're like their groups are like hand peeling the little seeds mm-hmm. as they go through the fermentation process and like you I I saw the whole thing they like. They have like little melangers that like very small batch. They're like mixing the cacao and it heats it up and turns it into the liquid. And then they, you know, form it into the paste, put it in like their little freezer in the back. So um, it's really cool to see it happening. The fermentation process, they have these like little wooden boxes that are about three feet by three feet and they cover them with banana leaves. And that's where it sits for like eight days and they just go back there every few days and they rotate it. And you could, if you're near it, you can like smell the fermentation happening it gets really hot and potent um, and then you see them like lay out the beans um, on more leaves and let them sun roast so it's like a really neat process where you can see 
what they're doing and they put like so much love and care into this they like um you know the traditional sense of cacao is that it was used as a medicine it was really important the mayans i think used it as a currency and so it's very mm. valuable fruit with a lot of strong traditions and they maintain that if you see it happening and then you know by the time it gets in our hands it's a little different so we're trying to like maintain the traditional sense of cacao and also make it more modern and appealing to our communities here okay so if you had to describe these three things with three different words this is like weird I'm not, i don't usually put me on the spot like this all right what how do you describe the difference between uh coffee coca cocaine and and, and uh cocoa they're so like they're kind of similar they're all stimulants a little bit uh, but like, it's just like coffee is not, coffee bean is just like, has less antioxidants. No, it has antioxidants. So like, what's the big difference between those three? Cause they seem like in the same family, right? Yeah. I think coffee has caffeine. Um, yeah. So coffee has caffeine and that's like the element that wakes you up. Cacao has what's called theobromine, which, and, and a couple other components, like a vasodilator, so it gets your blood pumping. Okay. And that's where you get the effects of, like, what they say, it's a heart opener. You, mm-hmm. like, feel it in your chest a little bit. Um, it's got a chemical called anandamine, which is uh, known as the bliss molecule, and that's what makes you, yeah. it releases I heard, like, yeah, chocolate's better than having a kiss. Like, exactly, you know I mean? yeah. That's why it's associated with, like, love and, like, have some wine and chocolate on, your like, your first date and so forth. So... It's caffeine versus like these other components and cocaine. Oh, I don't know what's in cocaine. Like what's the stimulant there? A lot of things. I don't know. I really don't. I guess know. you haven't like studied it. Like I haven't studied it. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. That's actually that's one thing I. I uh, it's, that's uh, not one of my vices. No, I'm not yeah. a fan really, but more of a yogi. But uh, anyhow, it is funny or interesting to note that yeah like that region creates or produces all three of those yeah and uh they are all stimulants of different natures and for what i'm hearing like uh coffee is like for the heart is like the winner you know like in terms cacao. of cacao cacao yeah. <laughs> cacao for yeah. the heart is the winner maybe productivity coffee you know and, yeah uh, but the two together like powerhouse you know like so sure. that's great to appreciate more and and awesome thanks for sharing some science there like uh some chemicals there I had no idea about. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like, once, uh, what was I going to say next? Uh, regarding, like, co- regarding uh, chocolate, um, I would say, do you have favorite chocolate brands? Like, say, like, I wanted, like, I, I eat a lot of chocolate every day or after, after lunch, after dinner. Is there any, like, any certain brands that you would, like, kind of, like, obviously they're not your brand, but, like, that you would say I should buy instead of whatever I'm buying? Um, yeah, we do a lot of chocolate research. Every time I'm at Whole Foods, I buy like six different bars. Yeah. So it's so all much. a deductible business expense, of course. <laughs> um, I recently tried a bar called, I think it's Omnon. I'll Omnon. send it to you. That was just like really well made uh, and it tasted good. And so I'll say when you're shopping for cacao, read the ingredients, see what's in there, see what they use for sugar. Like, are they using a coconut sugar or like something a little more healthy than like a refined sugar? See if there's milk in it. Like, try to. I mean, I don't know if you're vegan or plant based or whatever, but um, I prefer ones that don't have the milk in it. I yeah, prefer like a too. vegan bar and see where it comes from. Like, often they'll say, like, this is with cacao from Nicaragua or from, you know, Ecuador or Africa. 
and if you can, I, I can't speak for all of Africa or, or all the bars there, but generally the ones from Africa, I try to avoid because you don't know what the practices are there. So if you can get one from Central or South America, that in general is better. Okay. Um, um, last question about chocolate. So a lot of athletes obviously use caffeine as a stimulant. Um, do you know any athletes, famous athletes who use cacao? No, but this is also a thing we're like looking into, at least for myself, I'm trying to, um, like I use it a little bit when I go do my workouts and com now combining like cacao ceremony with like a movement practice type of thing. And so um, I, I do a handstand meetup Fridays at South Point and like we might integrate cacao into that, have some cacao, do some handstands and so forth. So it's not there yet, but I'm like experimenting with myself to how it makes me feel yeah. working out. Well, I, I honestly ate so much crap when I did the marathon. Like they were just <laughs> handing out so much crap that like, I almost wish like a chocolate was one of those things, but it wasn't, you know, it was just yeah. a bunch of crap. And so, yeah, yeah. but the bananas, I, I was, <laughs> when, I, when I, I hit a wall and I just started eating bananas, like no one's business too. <laughs> it was bad. Um, I was like, not one of my finer moments, but um, all right, man. So. I think we have a much better understanding of cacao and you know I think we all should integrate I mean you do what you want but uh, it's an amazing way to end a meal obviously um, and so yourself Jeff the character um, what are some other good habits besides eating cacao I mean obviously you know everyone is to a certain extent uh, programs their life and their habits and whatnot and their rituals I tend to be on like the extreme of programming things and mm -hmm. rituals and having quarterly rituals, yearly rituals, monthly rituals. What are some of your healthy habits, maybe starting the morning wise, uh, you know, maybe besides even just saying, oh, I meditate, but like, what is something unique about you that you do? Yeah, good question. You, you brought up fasting. I'm, I'm big into intermittent fasting, so I try not to eat before like 12 or one. Um, so there's that, there's the like, once I read uh, like the quick synopsis of like the miracle morning and that really stuck with me so it's like chug a glass of water I do that um, I have a little stretch routine that I go from like top to bottom and get all my joints lubricated before I start the day um, have a little cacao or coffee or whatever it is um, sit in meditation I try to like read my kindle a little bit and yeah those are the dailies I'm not too great at like writing the longer term personal goals i have this like idea now that i'm going to do a little life audit and see where i'm at and what i want to be doing and making sure i'm like spending my time how i want to mm -hmm. be spending my time this is like my biggest thing lately is is kind of the idea of just saying no and and really knowing doing what i want to be doing all the time and i i realize i just have like it's hard to find the time since I came to Miami I'm just like so all over the place doing events and yeah. like trying to figure out my own training schedule and I just kind of get lost into the flow and so um, that's just something that I'm looking into these days okay yeah I mean uh, Warren Buffett said it first I think uh, like you're measured by like how often you say no to things because like mm -hmm. um, you know living with like purpose and intention and not always but you know there's a time for spontaneity too so like on that level, one of the questions I'm starting to ask on the pod is like, uh, Jeff, like how do you celebrate? Like say, say not like you won a million bucks or something, but maybe something awesome happens. Like you're here in Miami, how would you celebrate? 
Yeah, the I had a reason to celebrate recently, and I realize something good about my life right now is like I just when I celebrate, I do pretty much like I want to do pretty much what I do anyway. So um, I like had a rehab project uh, for a house that I was renovating, and I sold it and like got rid of it and moved on. And I wanted to celebrate that moment, and it was like, what do I want to do? It's Friday night. I could do anything, and it was like. I just want to go to the park and do handstands and like drink cacao and like hang out and watch the sunset. And um, I joked with my girlfriend Megan about that and it's like, that's what I want to do. So um, it was a realization for me that like I'm doing something right and that my celebrations aren't this like big extravagant Mm -hmm. dinner or something like that. It's like I just do what I, uh, I'm celebrating like life every day in a sense by doing what I want to do. Wow. Great answer, man. That's a, that's a, that's a sign that you're living your best life. Um, like to me, if I if a million dollars popped in right now, like I really wouldn't change that much. I, mean, I think that's yeah. a good testament too. Was like, yes. obviously some things would change, but like some projects would open up that you could work on. But at the end of the day, you know, to the level that you live your life with purpose, you really, you know, you're, ideally you're celebrating a lot, right? And so one thing I actually just did. Uh, it's funny. I saw Matthew McConaughey post something about like National Pickle Day, and he really crushed it. Like he was just like loose and funny. Um, there's like a cool website that I found like national today and like they just send you like newsletters of like all the national days of the week mm-hmm. coming up and stuff like there's today's so many every day today's national like drummers day so I don't know if you're a drummer but I'm like in the mood to do some drums today um, but yeah I mean there's life is a honestly I think every night should be a celebration of mm-hmm. some accomplishments or, or whatever tasks that you that you did whatever and workouts whatever um, you know, every day should have its achievements, and then it should also have uh, its celebrations with you know with friends. And um, so, on, on that level, you know, obviously, you know, you're a big, big regular at South Point. Um, in terms of businesses in Miami, uh, what are some that you support? What are uh, what are some other restaurants even, or where do you like to go with your girlfriend? Yeah, um, we don't eat out much. I like to support the farmer's markets when we go to that and just like the small local vendors. Um, our friends having events, we go to those whenever we get the chance. Um, I go to Under the Mango Tree a okay. little too much. That's my like go-to. Yeah. That or Puerto Vida or My Ceviche, which are all within yeah. like three blocks of where I live. And yeah, that's it. With our cacao, we're like trying to support um, you know the farm the, the people that we met and connected with in Nicaragua so that's big for us and then with the people like our community here supports us so much as far as cacao so like we give we love to give back to them however we can like whether that's like hiring our friend who's a photographer to like take pictures for us or um, you know going to their events and providing cacao for free when they host their own event and so forth so have you met a so we had Amelia Garth on the yeah. podcast. Have you met her? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, has we, a cacao do, ceremony too, right? Yeah, we do her cacao. I kind of you guys partner? Yeah, yeah. You she, bring it's your cacao over there. Yeah. So not always, but a couple months ago we started providing okay. cacao for her event, and nice. yeah, she's great, and and we love that event. We went, I went to the Connie Kapila for the first time about a month ago. Um, before that, it was like the other people at Cacao Soul doing it, but yeah, super lovely event and. Uh, it's been really cool to be able to provide cacao for them. Yeah, she was on the pod. Yeah, she played. Nice. Uh, she played her music. Started nice. out and stuff. Yeah, it was great. She's so good. Um, but yeah, it's great that, uh, for example, like, you know, someone like like her now has like a 
a fresh connect straight from mm-hmm. Nicaragua, you know, like, yeah. like real fresh cacao. Like everything just keeps getting better, you know. Um, Somebody said it, it's great. Like w- there's special, there's something special happening in Miami right now. And somebody said to me, it's like the year of the collab. And like, I'm seeing all these different characters, as you call them, collaborate with all, we all have our different projects and things we love. And we're all connecting and like doing stuff together out of like love and support for each other. So it's like, Emmy met us through a friend and we're like, yes, we provide cacao. And so we help each other. And through that, we met someone else who throws, our friend Lewis, who throws like full moon parties and provided cacao at that. And then like, we all get connected in the ecstatic playground guys we met them through you know one of the events that we went to and we're going to throw an event with them hopefully at some point and so um it's just amazing to see all the connections and collaborations that happen well it's a small town you know compared Mm -hmm. to like la and then we really are the like center of the universe for like six months like we have the best weather in the world Mm -hmm. um i was even like thinking about this today like yesterday the weather was so great that like I just got so high just on the weather like yes. it made me so happy and I'm like how could you ever get this high in like Buffalo like even if you're like an amazing yogi like like you, you love you spread love everywhere like you can't like get as high as you can here yeah. man like the, the weather is very important you know yeah. so yeah. we're the Mecca like right now like so that's why we're seeing all these high vibrations spreading around mm-hmm. and uh, that's obviously one focus of the podcast like connect different communities together um, and so obviously you know, a lot of the people already know each other who've been on the podcast, but um, obviously Lewis Full Moon Party is this full moon party. There's a full moon this week. Is that going to be at South Point or where is that happening? Um, I don't know if if he's having one for this full moon, to be okay. honest. Um, there's another, there's lots of, there's a Vibe Tribe group. You yeah, know about them? we know those guys. Yeah, yeah. we've we provided cacao at some of yeah. their... There's a lot of, of uh, there's a lot of Vibers out there and, and there's sure. a lot of parties going on, so... I'm probably gonna check one of those out. Um, but yeah, obviously, in your worlds of yogis, a lot of them uh, I've probably already met, maybe down at South Point. One question I started asking because people obviously, when I asked, what I, what I used to ask is like, who should we have on the pod? Everyone would just go right to like one of their team members or something. Mm. So now I go, who's your favorite like Miami celebrity? You know, like athlete or, or singer too, you know, because there's a lot of great yeah. singers here. Uh, is there anyone you respect? Could be the mayor, could be, uh, could be anyone. Wow. Good question. Cause you gotta follow these people, you know. Like you gotta follow inspiring people in your city. Uh, open yourself to to that joy and love and everything. So who do you who do you follow? Who do you yeah. love? Like, I think if you could get, I don't know if I'll do it. Pablo, who like basically created the Acro Jam here ten years ago. The Acro Jam was. Okay. Do you did you meet Pablo when you were there? No, not yet. Pablo's the guy. He's super cool guy. Like really talented movement person um who's always at the acro jams and he's kind of one of the originators and i see him like at muscle beach in the mornings always doing his thing he's like monkeying around and all the stuff and also the acro jams he's really good and like super friendly will help anybody out who's like trying to learn acro or handstands or whatever it is so um talk to him i can introduce you and maybe he would do it he's he's kind of like stays under the radar yeah purposefully but um He'd be awesome to have. What's his last name? I'll have to find I don't out. Even know. I'll find I don't out. even know. Yeah. Next time I go to Muscle Beach, though, I'm probably gonna have a chat with the Raven. So he's gonna be on soon. I gotta. Yes. I gotta be to interview the Raven though. You gotta run the six miles with the Raven. So who's that? I don't even know who the Raven. Is. Running with the Raven. Okay. The runners know about Raven. He's uh, he's been runner. running six miles 
uh, like every day wow. uh, for like 40 years. He has his whole, whole nice. little crew. Uh, I was actually at his birthday party event at uh, uh, Sabor, at one of the one of the Cuban spots. But um, yeah, tons of characters, so there'll be no shortage. Uh, appreciate you joining the club, man, joining yeah. the, the fam. So you can take some highlights of you down at South Point now and add it to the reel. Nice. Uh, we'll take a nice picture of you. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate you sharing the cacao and teaching us a bit about chemicals and and <laughs> honestly like just let this be excuse anyone listening to have a little bit of extra chocolate now that you know it's like a, a really good thing for you and maybe you just extra feel the the heart opening you know that it that it does so um thanks for coming by to end with a high five low five for sure um yeah dude see you around yeah awesome thank you for having me yeah dude this was fun